Hey, housewives, come on in. You know the dirty dishes are still in the sink and the laundry is still in the basket. Pop your AirPods in and make yourself at home here. I'm Tori. I'm Tracy. And we are your Unlikely Housewives. Stepping out in faith and believing that God calls the unlikely, we are here to show you the appreciation and validation you deserve, lead you to authentic relationships, and release you from believing the cultural lies to restore your faith and wellness. Pull up those high-waisted yoga pants, tighten your top knot, and reheat your coffee for the third time today. Turn up the volume and let's go. Hey, housewives, welcome back. Hey, hey, it is time for part two of our very awesome episode with our husbands. You guys are going to love this. If you have not listened to part one, jump back, take a pause. You get to learn how we met each other. You know, that whole love story. Very different coming from husbands versus our stories. Yes, absolutely. We fast forward real quick to our moves to Kansas and how differently our moves were and adjusting to that. And then life, marriage, parenting during a pandemic. Y'all wouldn't know anything about that, would you? No. No, that is why this is titled The Messes and Blesses of Marriage, part one and part two, because there is a whole lot to cover. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so this episode, you guys are going to hear about what our husbands thought when we said, hey, babe, want to start a podcast? Yeah, they're used to the two of us both going, hey, let's do something extremely non-traditional. Uh-huh. And do something different and what their expectations were to their views on it. Now we've decided we're going to continue to listen to these episodes over and over for encouragement because we loved it. Right. (laughs) I think I even mentioned in it. I think it's going to be the one and only episode that I listened to just over over and over. over. (laughs) Because it just makes me happy. Yeah. And I think one of the really fun highlights of this episode is in marriage, obviously you're married, usually have kids before you're married, then the kids come along and things change. And, you know, we realized as a couple, we were one way you realized as a couple, you were another. And so we challenged you to you, the audience to guess which couple was a better marriage team and which couple was a better parenting team. But you're going to have to listen to the rest of the episode to find out. <laughs> Absolutely. And to be clear on that, it's what comes most natural to you. Yes. Right. What's naturally easier marriage for you or is parenting naturally easier for you? So we're both good couples at both things. I mean, come I mean, on. <laughs> if you guys haven't learned anything from this podcast, it's that we have perfect marriage. <laughs> Can't even say that with a straight face. No, not without a laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So without further ado, here is part two with Chris and Andrew. So now we want to ask because we've won. I'm going to revisit this story because one of my favorite stories of you, Chris, is when you asked Tracy if we were in the sauna naked together. <laughs> we, have, we have already told this on an episode once. So it's not the first I want to say it's multiple times at this point. And I asked Chris if you brought a swimsuit today and he said no. No, because so. we don't wear swimsuits in the sauna. <laughs> so Tracy started coming over here last February and we were doing so we were working through personal stuff we were doing all, and then out of these what was your thought when Tracy came to you and said I think Tori and I are going to start a podcast <laughs> I was excited I, I did she's 
the the first time she came to me and said, this is what I think I'm going to do, I was not as confident in her what's going to happen from it. This was a previous uh, role that she took on, but blew it out of the water. And so my confidence in her ability to take something and come up with the idea and figure out how she's going to do it and be really good at it. I had no doubts that she was going to be successful. Are you talking about her direct sales business? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And we've, so we've mentioned that one too before. <laughs> Chris was like, do I what think, you're going to do. Fine. I, I, I think the, we all grew up with like my mom, both my parents worked, both my parents were out of the house working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Right. And it always became a, the job was the show up at work at eight in the morning, stay there till five. And that's, that's work. That's how you make money. Tracy, opened up this new idea that I didn't know you could make money doing the things that she's chosen to do. And all legal. Let's just clarify, <laughs> let's clarify that for all of our housewives, all but, legal. But I think that that's really been, there was no, there was no real concern. I think we're in, we were both in a good spot with my job, with what we had going on. I wasn't concerned that there was going to be this massive outlay of cash that we're never going to reap back. I think it's a, it was something that I felt like she absolutely is not only called to, she's prayed all over this thing. Um, <laughs> True that. <laughs> I, I think that I've been telling her since the success she had in the uh, direct sales business that there is something greater for her. Her leadership capabilities, people, the things she knows, the things that I felt like other moms would call and ask her questions about how do you do this? I mean, we've just, we've been through a lot and I think that there's just a lot that she has in her brain that other people want to know about. And so I thought it was a cool idea. I thought it was something that it wasn't probably what I immediately thought she was going to do. I actually <laughs> thought she was going to write a book. I know we've talked, about, we've talked about her book I, multiple I, I times. Actually thought, One day. Um, I have always been impressed with how lost I was when we first had kids and just how everything she knew how to do. I mean, from changing diapers that I thought I was going to break a kid's leg off uh, to just all the amazing things that she was able to do. The potty training thing was the most amazing to me that I just I hear about nightmares of all these people trying to teach their kids how to go to the bathroom on a toilet and she gets three I days. Four of them out of the park. Three days each, three days, baby. And I just nice. But I felt like those are like that's, that's going a to business be, right there. I was right? going to say that's Tracy's <laughs> individual money. episode yes. right so, there. But yeah, no, I I had full confidence in her ability to just whatever she does, she just does really really well, and she's going to do it really really well at this. So there was no concerns on my part. Were podcasts ever on your radar? Like no. Tracy and I, in we're podcast junkies. I'm right. much more than she is, but if like we've always got our, our AirPods in, we're exactly listening we're to always listening to something. I I do music. Okay, I listen to music. Uh, I did a one podcast. Uh, I can't remember what the name of it was. One of those true crime pro- podcasts. Oh yeah, where mm-hmm. somebody killed somebody. And then, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Now we got to figure out who done it. And so I listen to that, but I have never listened to a podcast other than that. And so okay. this has and been he is a few episodes behind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if we would like to go back to that count, I believe that was 14. Yes. I've asked it a pause <laughs> releasing anymore sure. until I catch up. But <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. yeah. All right, Andrew. Same your question. perspective of, yeah, because I think you knew Tori was going to do a podcast because she wanted to do one before she and I never I. mentioned it to him. No, she never mentioned she it to me. She likes to keep I, things from you. She does. That's what <laughs> keeps our marriage strong. This is why <laughs> we have so many secrets. Um, this is not healthy. Well, no, because you have to understand my 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 only interaction with podcasts are the ones that she listens to 
as she's going to bed, which talks about murder. <laughs> okay. So you were a little concerned. I, I very much so. <laughs> right. This um, was going to be a how to podcast. <laughs> correct. She's like, she'll tell me every That's random morning. She wanted the life insurance policy. Yeah. <laughs> We're going full circle here, okay. aren't we? Yeah. She'll tell me in the morning, I know a perfect way to kill you. <laughs> I have only said that like once. <laughs> this week. Once this week. Maybe. So, no, I didn't, I never listened to podcasts. I'll put my true crime notes in the show notes for you ladies. <laughs> um, I hope that's not what you're getting out of this. <laughs> but no, I, I wasn't really aware of what it what it really took. I, again, I never listened to podcasts, mostly because they're about things I wasn't interested in. <laughs> um <laughs> So when she told me she was going to do this or you two were going to do this, I thought, what's it going to be about? And I think, you know, as I told Tori, I said, Chris already mentioned the whole ROI piece only from a banker, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I was thinking the, kind of the, along the same way, but I changed my tune whenever we talked about the podcast and what, how big this was going to get and the way it was going to go. And I said, you know, when y'all hit a wall for a little bit, some moments of frustration, what you're going to do. And I, um, I haven't necessarily always been the most encouraging would you would you say that? You no. Yeah. Um, I, I often feel that if I compliment her too much, they won't mean as much. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm still working through words of affirmation. Means we need them endlessly. Uh, but if I do, I'm still randomly, working off of a compliment I got in 2010, y'all. Oh, I know. Okay. The one note that's on my computer right now. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know. Next thing, love languages. You yeah. two will read, then we'll revisit podcast next. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is I'm not doing this correctly. Right. Okay. Um, but I said, you know. There was a moment of frustration, I think, after you had left, after you guys were talking about some topics. And she was like, I just don't know what we're going to do, how we're going to monetize this, how we're going to, whatever's going to happen. I said, you know, at the end of the day, if just one more person grows either closer to Christ or accepts Christ as their Lord and Savior, I said, it'll all be worth it. Amen. So that's really been the focus. And I've I've listened to several of them. <laughs> Notice he's not putting are a number on this. Are we competing? On I, I, I actually have nine left to go. So I did drive 1,600 miles last week, so, so I had some extra helped. extra time. But no, I mean, from an impressive perspective, I mean, I've listened to him and I, both of you have just done a done a phenomenal job of really conveying what, what is necessary that other people want to hear. Um, I've, I've bragged about you too. Everywhere I've gone, I've got some other listeners, I'm sure, but listen to this one. Hey, we might be up to 49 by now. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's just, I, th I think um, it's been very impressive and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of both of you. Well, you Thank guys you. obviously being here shows some support. You didn't tell us no. <laughs> and this was voted on, just so you know, we asked our listeners in our community who they wanted as next guest or a topic. And they were like, we want the husbands. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was by far the leading. And it was just like, I mean, we gave them options. Like, do you want to hear another mom that's got this or a business or a leadership uh, guest and then or do you want to hear Chris and Andrew and y'all want to hear from their acting husbands their, their faith husbands <laughs> the, yes yeah the promotional husbands when did I say it Stephanie's the potential uh, the husbands potential, potential husbands, husbands. and yes. we were like whoa Tori do you have something to share <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like not it's long engagement <laughs> yeah 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 we so. left that in we didn't have the editor take that out we left that in <laughs> yeah uh-huh good old Craig thanks Craig okay so now, we've talked about this again in some of our previous episodes about how there's a theory that Andrew and I learned about in premarital counseling is that for couples, a lot of the time, it's either easier to be parents together, to parent as a team, or to couple. And you and I have mentioned this, that yeah. we're, we're opposites. Yep. So, 
what makes being a couple easier than being a parent? Or how is that the dynamics? We were couples before we became parents. So I think being a couple is drastically easier. Parenting. Hey, hey, speak for yourself. (laughs) How many years? It was under five. Yeah, we we were. Our plan was five. Yeah. It went faster than that. Yeah. Because all of her friends were having kids and family members (laughs) and we had to keep up. (laughs) Um, So we had plenty of time. I would tell you that parenting is significantly more hard than coupling. Coupling only becomes hard because of parenting. I really feel that way. When it's just she and I, our relationship is unbelievable. I just think that we just connect really well. We go on vacation. It's just the two of us. It's just, it's awesome time. She's my best friend. I have a lot of fun with her with all of that. When we involve parenting, she and I were raised drastically different. Um, <laughs> I was I was raised in a very disciplinary, listen to your elders, listen to your parents. My opinion is not necessarily what matters. It's if this is what you're supposed to do, make your bed, do it. Just there was a difference in how we were raised. And so, of course, that's how I parent. Right. And right. her on the other side is very we should talk. We should listen to the kids. Their opinions are important. But that and- wasn't how I was raised, though. I was raised the same of listen to your elders, you know, be respectful, sit quiet <sighs> in the pews at church. <laughs> no, those are the things that I was raised. But I had no idea what kind of a mom I would be. You know, my parents never yelled. I'm All right. Like, so you did. That was what I was about yeah, to tell my you. My parents yeah. never yelled. They were so patient. Like seriously, patience of saints. I don't don't know how, especially with my brother and I. I know we, they definitely. <laughs> when when Linda yells now, like stuff's really wrong. Like, <laughs> Good I to know. Leave. I, to leave. I was I'm gonna like, say. Oh gosh. This so when really she bad. yells, run, run. That's when chaos She's is happening. Yelling because Chris has said something. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same thing with Rich. I, if, if there's if those two get angry, something drastically has gone awry. They're um, so sweet, so calm, so patient. And I grew up a country girl. Just go outside. I know. And and it kills me. Spirit. Oh, gosh. Tell me about it. Country girl and a college cheerleader. Like, <laughs> how, where is this universe and, that exists for Tracy? And beef princess. Oh, yeah. gosh. She no. made, her own, made her own dress. Okay, a Shania Twain song. Okay, oh, my God. Getting off topic. Okay, but wait. Hold on. Stop the podcast. Like, are there pictures of this? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Still have the dress. That's going in. <laughs> That is going in our promotional uh, post. (laughs) We'll talk later, Chris. We'll talk later. We probably have a pin, too, that she... Okay. (laughs) Back to to parenting. It's because we parent different and we still parent different. We try to support each other in the way that we parent. I need to go back to the fact, though, that like I never yell or never was going to yell. I mean, I remember like he would yell at our dog before we had kids and I would be like, okay, we're not doing this. Like when we have kids, we're not yelling like... It would just make me cringe. And then something happened when I gave birth. I don't know what it was. Actually, I wasn't even giving birth. It was when the kids became school-aged is when I lost my my the kids control. could talk. It's when they talked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When they can start talking back, then yeah. it's like, oh, no. I, think, I think the Lord reveals your sins once you have children even more so. Like, I didn't even know that it was inside. <laughs> yeah. Well, I believe that. But all that to say, yes, our parenting styles are very different. Our personalities are different. And we're both extremely strong personalities and we're extremely competitive. And we have learned through many years of marriage counseling. We were marriage counselors. We went to marriage retreats. Like, we have learned how to work together in those situations and 
we still struggle. I was so. going to say, how's that going for you? Yeah. <laughs> so like we still struggle. Like, let's be real. We are all marriages. Ain't, ain't no marriage. Mm-hmm. Perfect friends. <laughs> They're all not married. easy, but we have learned the tools and the things that we need to do because we are founded in Christ. We whole marriage is centered on that. And that is where we re- come back together. But to answer your question, he is so right. We are so much better as couples. When you take the parenting out, <laughs> we rock. We love it. We have so much fun. But when you're parenting and you have the kids and you're trying to go places and it's four kids, it's freaking chaos. You know, it's hard. That's why we stopped it, too. Yeah. (laughs) You should try two more. It only makes it better. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) The coupling actually becomes that much better. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Uh Uh Uh-huh. All right. Now let's hear your perspective because Story's already said you guys are rocking the parenting team. Yeah. I would always give myself an A plus as a parent. We talked about this previously. I'll give myself an F as a husband. I think that was the biggest problem was, you know, I was at a young age, I was put into management, but the age of 24 since then. And as part of the challenge is really the defining our relationship until one day, gosh, it's probably, we hadn't been married for maybe a year or two. She would be pretty intimidated by me because of the, the age difference. There's a nine year age difference until one time she looked at me in the face and said, I'm, I don't work for you. Yeah. <laughs> I right? can see it. <laughs> yep. And it was at that point, I was like, all right, something I've got to change with that. Right. So, but I've always found, I don't know, I've always found parenting to be easier for that. Not because you're a difficult person. Um, <laughs> not well, the only reason I should say. Well, and we, so we were married for five years before our oldest was born. And if I could do it over, I would so do those five years over again because mm-hmm. we were not in sync. We were, I mean, like those years as we were figuring out one, who we were. And as a couple, we were on completely separate pages. We were living for ourselves. We weren't focused on Christ. And like, so we're making up for that time now almost, but living it with kids. Yeah. So I finally asked for forgiveness from God for those five years as as a wife. Like that was like hard. Yeah. And we were even harboring some ill will towards each other for decisions that were made. Mm-hmm. And that we wouldn't want to confront each other on it. We would just go ahead and, all right, whatever you want to do, go ahead and do it. And there were times of decisions that were made. We were at the very beginning when you chose to do a direct sales versus going into basically into banking, right? Right out of college. She made that decision. And I would say I was air quote supported it. I just didn't feel like dealing with the conversation. And there was some animosity I had for several years after that. Well, I mean, I, and I've shared that before. I think I shared it on Melissa's episode that my first direct sales business almost killed my marriage. And so when I got into this business, which is completely different, the business model is completely different. There was a really, because at that point we had both of the girls and he was like, I'm not doing what we did. And so there was a real hesitation of like, if for a second, and I had to let it go. And I said, if this turns into what that one was, call me on my crap and mm-hmm. I will I will get out. Yeah, yeah, but see, the problem wasn't the business model. The problem was our lack of a, our inability to communicate with each other. Right? True. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing wrong with the old one or the new one. It's, I'll just say it for, for probably the beginning of our marriage, I didn't view ourselves as equals because I was the breadwinner. And so I had a very, like I said, a manager to employee type relationship. So that's what was really, really tough. And that was the the defining years of our marriage in the beginning. That's probably why it made it a little bit easier to, to Tori's point to be parents, because we've been having to work through that, mm-hmm. um, work through that uh, husband and wife piece while being parents. But again, to go back to one of the first questions, it was, 
having to rely upon each other, you know, and that's where the moves have come in. That's where the uncomfortableness has come in. That's where the pandemic has come in. We, instead of attacking things differently, like you go do your thing, I'll go do my thing. The communication has just been a hundredfold from what it was. And so we've been able to parent together and to really focus a lot of that time on being a better husband and being a better wife. Well, and I think too, it made a big difference when we were at our church and we did that Bible study together. I want to say that that Bible study together was a 180. And I had prayed for that for years, mm-hmm. for years. I had prayed that he would do a Bible study with me or, a, you know, a marriage, something, a conference or something like that. I had prayed for the years for that. And then for us to come here. And I think we had been here for 18 months at the time. And he said, okay, I'll, I'll try it for a couple of times and we'll see how it goes. Because yeah, I was the guy that put the kids to bed, right? I was... I was out the, out of the house before they woke up. And when I came home from work, I had about 15 minutes with them and then they put them to bed. And then so the weekends were my time to spend with the kids, yeah. right? Spend time as a, as a family. And so when things were brought up to, hey, we're going to go leave the kids for three hours. Why would we go do this? I'm like, well, that's totally disrupting what the purpose of the weekend I thought was, right? It was for us to be a family. So, and then that's when she basically put her foot down and said, no, we're going to do this. Yeah, I've I've grown up a lot, like getting married at 21 and having your husband be 30. I mean, there was a, a lot of, yeah, what yeah, absolutely. was 30? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> but I mean, there was a lot, there was that intimidation piece of like, well, I can't say that, you know, and so instead of asking permission for stuff, oh, I... I would just do it because it was easier to be forgiven, right? Yeah. And it, and th- that was something, again, we worked through for the last... I, well, mean, I think it's hard because in your 20s, you're learning and growing. And in your 30s, you're learning and growing. And you guys are essentially doing it at different times. And there's so much grace that has to be extended in those seasons. I mean, even us, I'm 41, you're cute and 35. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a big difference there because I'm telling you 39 to 41, I have learned a whole lot. And there's just, yeah, that but that, that there was decade. also a pandemic for well, those yes, two yes, years. That's okay. True, that's and, true. So but knowing the differences, I mean, I felt different at 35. I approach things to, in life differently at 35. You turn a new decade and you're like, again, your perspective shifts again. There's a new focus in life and on things. And I think that that absolutely had to be and has to be a challenge that the two of you have, you know, in that. And I would say we've been fortunate. We're only almost two years apart, right? Yeah. Over a year. That has, you know, we're pretty close. We're going through the same seasons together. Yeah. Well, midlife crisis together. <laughs> I don't have a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Just wait. She's well, giving I- you permission. That's great. <laughs> I can't think of what I would do. I think the the big one, as you guys were just talking, is like coupling was really, it's the easy option out of the two. I mean, parenting and coupling at the same time is where it becomes difficult. And I think as you went back to talking about the five years at the beginning, I mean, if we look at what it would have been seven years before I became a Christ follower is this idea of we were only coupling. We didn't have kids for those first five years. Yeah. I would argue that was probably the worst part of our whole marriage. Like yeah, the I, first I, two years of child, our first child, that was probably the hardest yeah. for me. Really? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I think that that's the, the idea of not being, not having Christ at the center of your relationship yeah. is going to cause all of that to not work correctly. And I feel oh, like right. our relationship has never been stronger. Every year I put it in this, I have the, almost the exact same thing I write in an anniversary <laughs> card every year is that this year is so much better than every other year we've ever had. And I really, truly believe that. It's just this idea is that we mature 
the living for self starts to become less and less every single year. These kids teach us living for self is even less every single year. And so knowing that she and I are going to be the only team that's left over Mm -hmm. when the kids go away and they go to college and it is just her and I, I really, the last thing I want is to have no one in the house except for her and I, and we don't know what to do. Right. And so well, I, you see I think that. that that's yeah, 100%. There's a whole, even more now. I was going to say there's a whole generation of marriages that fall apart after the last kid goes off to college mm-hmm. because they don't know who who each other are anymore. Right. Like and these kids, all they learn is, well, mom and dad gave me everything and I was the center of attention. And so then they go off and when they get married and they have kids, their kids are their absolute world and they have no idea that no, 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 no. You, the spouse is number one. Like if you ask our girls, what's the order that mm-hmm. mommy and daddy and it, they go, God, each other. And then it's us. Yep. yep. They're not real thrilled with it. Yep. Same. <laughs> but they and then know. Our kids go, okay, who's first out of the yeah. <laughs> Who's yeah. your favorite? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we tell them you're tied for second. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. okay, in your case, you're tied for fourth. All of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of you uh-huh. tied. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Going to the last part is about the sinners versus the saviors. Mm-hmm. And when we were married, no kids, there was a time that we were really broken. That we even mentioned the word divorce and I was lost because you were everything to me. And I was like, well, who am I without him? And that was when God broke me and said, no, 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 sweetheart. The right question is, is who are you without me? Mm -hmm. And then that's when God stripped him of this savior, Messiah title that I had given him. Sure. And when you give your husband that title, they can't help but fail. Absolutely. So there was this, everything was a disappointment because I had put him on a pedestal and then nothing could meet anything. Mm -hmm. And then when the person that you put on a pedestal says, I'm thinking that this is over, you're crushed, your world is lost. And I think for me, that was the beginning of God really changing in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And he changed my heart first. I am a huge proponent of people in marriages that when I hear somebody, they're like, well, we're just not. And I said, you work on you because if you work on you, your marriage is 50% better. Yep. And God will figure out whatever that is. And the other thing that, you know, how many times do we sit in the pew at church and go, gosh, I wish Andrew was here to hear that. Mm -hmm. And I have to remind myself, there's a reason that I'm here to hear it because if Andrew needed to hear it, God would have his butt in that seat. That's one of those things that happened in our sauna. Like you shook me in the sauna one time. You were like, excuse me, Tracy, what you're telling me may be true, but that is not the message God is delivering to you. You're hearing it wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Oh wait, really? (laughs) Because that just hit me so young and I was just like, God uses what he needs to use. Mm -hmm. And so if the message, because there was, there was a time period I was going to church by myself. And I, I was just, no, I'm just going to go. I'm going to do this. And, and every single time I would leave and go, gosh, that was such a sermon Andrew needed to hear. Da, da, da. And yeah. I would be so convicted. And God goes, girlfriend, you're not getting it. This one was for you. And yeah. then that just changed everything. Well, and I think that's the message that we want our listeners to hear truly is that first of all, no marriage is perfect. There's going to be mess in every Preach. single no, <laughs> there's be mess in every single marriage. I mean, we haven't even talked. We have 
how many more podcasts we could do on the hardships that we've actually been through that have made us stronger and the reasons that we survived was truly because of our relationship with Jesus. But the message is, is that if you're not where you want to be, there's still hope and an opportunity to listen to God, pray, pray for your spouse. I mean, is that something that you're actually doing is praying for your spouse and their job and their stress and the pressure that they're carrying? You know, like that was something that, again, if you're praying for what you need, your job, your stuff, how's that going to help your spouse? Like it is a switch even in your prayer life to pray for the other one. Well, I have a question for both of you. I'm going to say this to both of you. If, and I don't, you can tell me if you did this to Chris or not, but Andrew, did you feel the stress of me making you my savior and my Messiah? Like, I mean, did you ever feel that or was that just something that... I, I felt there was a need to continue to provide, right? Because that... So yeah, I guess there was a stress on it. You know, be able to provide for the the, the niceties that we had, the the flexibility that you, for you to have in your schedule. It was interesting because it was I would push myself to do that, but on the flip side, I'd I'd always kind of be upset with you at the same time. So I created that, right? Yeah, I, I created that savior complex type, but I created that in you to to because I wanted to provide because I wanted to give you the best, and I became a basically a slave to myself. I never. It's not like I ever told you like you know, subconsciously giving you that feeling of like, you're, you're it. If something happens to you, you're, I mean, now I tell them like, well, you know, if you die, I'm not remarrying. I'm exactly. You're absolutely right. There's just no one that could touch that. I'm not sure I want you to answer this I, question. <laughs> I mean, I, I've always felt stress of having to be the provider, having to be, there's no question that I, have felt on many times the well here's my question for you then because there were years that you weren't saved so did that stress level change ease up knowing that once you became saved that like hey there's because there's a different dynamic with that knowing that god's i think as i became a more mature christian i knew how to have conversations with her of who she should be relying on yeah because we've absolutely had those conversations where it's i can't be your person like i can't be a savior i can't be everything you rely on and the only thing that you rely on. And, and I, th- those conversations have occurred as recent as us moving here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think the idea of the pressure is not something I think about, but as you ask me now, it's like, absolutely. I mean, I need to make sure that I'm emotionally available for her. I have to make sure that we are Amen. going on. But we still have these conversations now. And I think that there's no question over the last five years, Tracy's become a stronger woman. I would argue more of that having to do God put all these different things that she's done over the last over the last seven years. She's giving her all these opportunities to be a leader, run meetings, to start this podcast, to do all these things. The reason that she's done this is to start relying not so much on Chris to be her savior and more God is helping her give mm-hmm. all these things. And Obedience. she 100 percent has become a stronger Christian. She's understood Christianity better because of it. I think I've understood Christianity better watching the way that she does the things that she does. But yeah, there's no question there was pressure on me knowing that. I mean, when we first started dating, it was I mean, I was having to pay for bills we were dating i was paying for bills for her i was broke um but it was (laughs) andrew paid for my bill so i didn't have to work for my last semester of college so i could take 21 hours so we could get married yeah two weeks after i graduated and that's what Um, i think that that is i grew up with the idea that you mentioned it earlier like i'm the breadwinner so i'm the more until i became a christian that concept was absolutely our marriage i was the breadwinner 
I made the decisions. I grew up that way. Yeah, was, we bought I was a house. Housewife. Yeah, and and I think <laughs> when I figured out two things, one when she would go out of town and I had to take care of all four kids by myself, I realized her job is significantly harder than mine and that she is meant to do that job. Me as a dad is not, so that is the reason that we have the jobs that we have. But I think that it's just this idea of she has definitely become less reliant upon me, which is somewhat a kick to the yeah. crotch. <laughs> uh-huh. um, because I think that's absolutely something that I felt like a little bit of definition defined who I was in this relationship. Was Identity. I'm the person that's yeah. paying the bills. I'm the person that keeps her happy. Like without me, she can't be happy. Right. Like I don't want that. But that is absolutely how our you relationship want, I mean, was. The, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. The security for sure is like, I mean, he absolutely is the one that provides security in the family, like that feeling. And I think and he joked, but he said it and I joked like the need for emotional support now is where he should be getting that like connection of like, I need him for that, you know, and that is as we've gotten older and geez, the emotions that we've dealt with, with our children and anxiety and teenagers and all this stuff that we're going through now, like that is absolutely where our strength is, is being there and communicating all these hard things and getting it out versus holding it to ourselves. And yeah, I mean, I definitely think the stronger that I've gotten in my faith and closer to Jesus, the less I look at him as that savior. But also (laughs) it brings out more like, yep, that's a sin for him. That's a sin for me, like in, in a good way. And we now hold each other more accountable to being more honest and more loving and more grace filled than we ever were before. You know, I absolutely would call him out on his stuff before without the truth and love. <laughs> <laughs> well, I first want to just say thank you guys yeah, thank for <laughs> being here. Finally. Okay? And oh, oh yeah. Seven, seven show, oh, 21 <laughs> no, shows. Excuse me. You're a little behind. <laughs> yeah. episode Catch up first and then we can chat. <laughs> chat. Gosh, think how long it would have been if I didn't watch seven of them. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real here. We were voluntold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Show up here. Um, but I, thank you for this. We so appreciate it. And um, I just want you both to know we'll probably both be listening back to this as when in our need for affirmation. Because <laughs> they can be like, oh, okay. I did yeah. not say he that. that. <laughs> it's on recording. He really does. does love yeah, me. he oh, does. He, love me. He, I love this. <laughs> my favorite episode um but before we close out we do want to give a call to action to our housewives and this we want to just say one remember that this is a work in progress i mean we've got andrew and i have almost 14 years in you guys have 17 years 17 years married almost 19 together yeah and so this is none none of this ever happens overnight right it's so one, remember that this is not a highlight reel. This is we've shared an hour of of our husbands with you and all the wonderful things they're saying. But had this been 10 years ago, I'm not sure it would have been the same conversation for any of us. Just remember that in context. And then what is something that you can do this week? Something with your spouse or something to evaluate your relationship? Do you, where do you need to pray for your spouse more? Where do you need? Do you need to work on you so your marriage is 50% better? What is that to improve your relationship? Yeah, we just want you to start seeing that the messes and the blesses go together. It's not just one or the other. There's no perfection. And we want you to honor your marriage and work on it. It's a work in progress. So take that next step. All right. Thanks, housewives. Thanks, housewives. 
Whether we made you laugh or cry today, we pray you feel appreciated, bolder and braver than yesterday, stronger and more faithful for tomorrow, but living in who you were made to be today. Join our online community on Facebook. Find our link in the show notes. Be sure to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time, housewives, we give you permission to walk confidently, freely, and be intentional in your slippers or stilettos.